Welcome to the channel both feared and revered by Man and Beast, the Helios blog. Today, Jordan Peterson exposes Andrew Tate. Let's get into it. The reason she's alone is because she's difficult. Women are not accepting the bare minimum. Women fuck men they respect. All the women who say things like, I'm strong, independent, I don't need no man, like, y'all impress me. Women just gaslight each other and say what they want to hear. The irony, of course, is that Michaela Peterson has been with Andrew Tate, but anyway. I can tell you what I know and what I think, and people can take it for what it's worth. I mean, the first question is, why is he so popular? And the answer is... Well, if you have to choose between being depressed and anxious and laying downstairs and covering yourself with Cheeto dust and looking at pornography and being timid and never going out, or, you know, listening to someone like Andrew Tate who says, like, get the hell out there and take the world, like, that's better. That's the shadow, right, speaking in some ways, right? Like, if you're naive and timid and anxious and intimidated and useless and resentful, there's going to be a bit of a monster that needs to call to you to say you know, gird up your loins and get the hell out there in the world. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of guys, they suffer from this problem, right? Like, they, they don't actually truly live because they never take the risk to do it, right? And some people do need that kick in the ass, basically. And so it's better to be a monster than a rabbit in some ways, right? Or at least there's some utility in the more monstrous predatory path that isn't there in the pathetic rabbit path. And that's part... Yep, that's right. Absolutely. And uh, more than this, some people are such sheep, right? Such herbivores, as it were, that bringing out that part of them won't actually make them evil. It would just make them less prey, effectively. Partly because if you are a pathetic rabbit, you're going to become a predator anyways. You're just going to become a dark, backdoor, backbiting, gossip-mongering, resentful monster. Society is so, also pushing that on men. In yes, constantly. Like, well, and I knew. Look, I knew. I knew. And I warned people repeatedly that if the culture kept emasculating men, that men who said to hell with that, I'd rather be a monster, would become extremely popular. Now, Right, because they're saying no to that sort of thing, obviously. Andrew Tate is emblematic of that in many ways, because the first thing you got to say about him is that he's genuinely tough. He was very, very, very smart person. Right, so that's not a front. That's not a front. He's a fighter, and... and you can't take the courageous element of being a fighter away from someone who will actually step in the ring, right? And so now you say... Indeed. And the reason is because it's just something you need in order to do it. You're risking your literal health to do it. It's not something that's easy to do for most, most people. Tate's intelligent, and what that means as well is that some of the things he says are going to be of value. Now, why he says those, that's a whole different issue. Well, exactly. And the point is, just because he says it and you interpret it a certain way doesn't mean he's saying it for that purpose, right? He's actually saying it because he doesn't give a damn about you. He cares about money, right? He's saying what he needs to say in order to get what he wants, 
but people interpret him as being, you know, uh, butterflies and rainbows and the most positive, influential and motivating person possible. I wonder if people caught that. So once I was there, he told me about the webcam stuff. It was something like women who want to do webcam stuff, like they already want to do it. Mm -hmm. I help them make way more money Mm -hmm. and I take a percentage. Like I'm not very fond of the whole online porn thing. I also agree. In any way. And I don't think that it's okay for young women to monetize their sexual attractiveness. Agreed entirely. Online, I think that leads to a very dark place for them. Oh, the irony of him saying this when his own daughter, who he's talking to in this very video, does it through Instagram. Even if they're successful, because becoming successful by your soul, yeah, by you don't. Oh, the irony! Become successful by exploiting yourself. And you might think, well, I can exploit myself. It's like, you can't treat yourself like a psychopath would treat you and get away with it even if the psychopath that's doing that is yourself. Is yourself, right, exactly. Absolutely true. Because self-talk is very influential. Guys, if you want, like, how would I describe this? You know know how um, there's all these advertisements everywhere about, like, one simple trick you can use to get more out of life or whatever. If you want one simple trick, one simple tip that'll make your life better, it's change your self-talk to be as positive as possible. Never insult yourself and remind yourself whenever you're doing it that you're being cruel to yourself by, by talking like that. And you'll have a much better life. Your life will be a thousand times better. If you just stop treating yourself the way that a rude person would treat you. Don't ever berate yourself. Don't ever be down on yourself or hard on yourself like that. Because ultimately, all you do is you torture yourself. And that leads to your own destruction. You're basically being a psychopath that's torturing you. Except you're not an external person doing it. You're an internal person doing it, which... Uh, to to some extent is even worse because you can't escape an internal person doing it. Self. That doesn't work. That's why psychopaths aren't very successful because they exploit themselves just like other people. And so I don't like the whole online porn thing. My understanding, and, and I've watched him apparently agree to this characterization online. You know, it's hard to get a I'm not trying to be the jury here because I haven't heard the whole damn story, but from what I've watched is he would enter into relationships with women and tilt them in the direction of generating like an OnlyFans following and monetize that and then take a percentage. And there isn't anything. Yeah, that's that's predatory. That's for sure. Thing about that that I think is acceptable. You know, and you could say, well, you know, women are the captains of their own soul, and if they want to monetize their own attractiveness, then... Actually not, right? Women will take the shape of the container that they're with. So if they're with a guy that they really love, admire, and respect, he can then steer them into very bad waters, and she'll go there thinking that he has her best interest at heart. But really, what Andrew's doing by doing that is he's exploiting them. Indeed. 
And what the hell, why not do it? And if they're going to do it anyways, you know, I can help them. And if I help them, why not take a piece of the action? And the answer is, to me, the answer... The road to hell is paved with good intentions. To that is, well, how about because it's ignoble and wrong? You could counter and you could say, well, you're just too useless and timid to dare to do that. And I'd say, you know, point taken. You know, Nietzsche had pointed this out back in the 1850s. He said, most morality is cowardice in the guise of morality. It's not like, it's not like I'm good. It's just that I'm afraid to do that. And Tate would say, well, if you're just not doing something because you're a coward, that doesn't mean you're good. And whereas I'm forthright and tough and look at me, I climb into the ring and, you know, I can entice women into, you know, sex work online and take a cut. And why the hell shouldn't I? And I think. Well, and that's the point. It's that attitude is that attitude of why shouldn't I is damning, right? Because it's the the principle of of who? Of, I mean, one would say the conqueror, right? I will take your land because I can, because you can't stop me, right? But that isn't to say that the person that has that attitude is the best person, right? That attitude is inherently destructive, right? I take from you in order to gain. It's not providing value. It's literally ripping your value away and adding it to my own. I think that if you're a timid and reprehensible, resentful, bottom-dwelling male, that that's going to look like an attractive alternative. But it's not the highest form of human behavior, right? It's not, it's not acceptable. Like, I think pimps of any sort are, I truly believe they're amongst the most contemptible of people. Well, they are taking advantage of women, and they're using women's nature to do that, right? They're literally, you get the girl to fall in love with you, effectively become alpha widowed by you right and on top of that which is already a negative outcome because you're not planning on doing anything long term with her you're just using her on top of that you go one step further in using her and literally destroy her entire life and future for your gain i'm inclined to agree with that i think there's nothing in you know with a pimp as well I've got all these hoes and look at me like, you know, king of these women. And it's like, no, you are the ultimate in pathetic, parasitic predators. There's nothing about that that's heroic. It's just pathetic. Now, you might say, if you're that type, well, at least is I'm not as contemptible as the cowards who hide behind me. It's like, fair enough, you know. Who's the greater fool, the fool or the fool who follows him? There's, there's ranks of order, even in hell. And there's lower and higher demons, you know, and... The person who would like to do something terrible but is too cowardly to do it, that's a pretty damn low form of demon. But that doesn't mean that the person who would like to do something and is courageous enough to do it, even though it's bad, isn't also a demon. Indeed. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's effectively like a con man, right? He talks people into giving him money or he talks people into, you know, investing in his fake pyramid scheme business, right? But really, there's nothing underneath that. He doesn't have your best interest at heart. He's doing it all for his own gain, knowing it's going to collapse on itself eventually. But 
Now that I think about it, there is not a lot of difference between what Andrew is doing and what um, a scammer like Bernie Madoff did, now that I think about it. It's actually quite similar. It's uh, effectively a pyramid scheme, right? Except uh, you are... The way that you're getting the money isn't by convincing people to invest in you. It's by alpha widowing girls and then having them monetize their bodies and taking a cut. It's 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 quite it's quite similar actually, because that's what um, the investors do as well, right? They're like, I'll invest your money and grow it, and in exchange, you're going to give me a percentage, right? But they're not really investing your money. They're actually just taking money from everybody and giving you a piece. And the only way that they can give you a piece is by bringing new people in. Um, same with um, the 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 um, you know the Andrew Tate type, right? Like he's not really helping the girl; he's tricking her into destroying herself and taking a percentage of the energy created, as it were, from the dumpster fire that is now her life, and using it to heat himself effectively. I didn't even consider that. And so you know, I think fundamentally that Tate serves his his immediate self in this like impulsive gratifying manner and i think that goes along with his you know look at me i'm in a bugatti it's like you know fair enough man in some way do you think what he's been telling men more on look at me i drive this piece of machinery that works much the same as every other piece of machinery designed the same way it's just a little bit faster and a little bit less safe Ooh the you know take responsibility for your life and and do things mm -hmm. if that i mean it's hard to i suppose separate it from well, in actual else. life people are complex no villain is simple Indeed. no no villain is simple you know and again just because a person has something fundamentally wrong with them doesn't mean that every single word they say is wrong which is why when you hear me um, comment on Andrew's videos. I agree with a lot of what he says, but again, it's it's. I'm picking videos where he's saying stuff that I think is useful for the audience to hear. Doesn't mean everything Andrew says is good or everything Andrew does is good, right? And that's the point. You don't have to copy the psychopath entirely um, <laughs> to get useful information out of him, right? You don't have to copy the self righteous man entirely to get something out of him. You can learn something from everyone, including the bad people. And, and, and in, in great literature, the great villain is a sympathetic figure. You're kind of on board for 75% of it. And not only that, you, you might also say, well, if I was in that position, I might do the same thing. Also, indeed. Like, it's only a cartoon villain who's 100% evil. Even when you meet someone who's dark and psychopathic to the core, you'll find, and I've had clients who were like, I had one client who had like five restraining orders out against him. He was actually quite comical. He's quite a young guy, small guy, kind of slight, extremely intense. You know, he had that kind of human shark thing going. And he was actually, he was quite the horrible riotous blast to work with because he was, he was a very interesting monster. And he would, five restraining orders is a lot. Yep. And restraining orders don't work on the sort of people who need restraining orders. So <laughs> that's hilarious. Don't be ever thinking a restraining order is going to help you. Not if a real monster's got you in his sights. And he had a paranoid end to him. And what that meant was if he was ever insulted by you, he would blow the insult up 
and it would put enmity between the two of you. So like talking to him was quite the nightmare because you didn't get to make a mistake and he was hypervigilant because he was paranoid. So he's just watching you like a bloody hawk for every... He's looking, uh, he's actively looking for a reason why he should destroy you, effectively. That's, he's trying to give himself an excuse for why he should hurt you. And actually, Andrew being his predatory self is much the same. He's looking for girls that have a tendency to destroy themselves and he's pushing them towards it for his own gain, right? But convincing them that it, it was their choice and not his, right? Deviation from honesty. And like, I never lied to him. And if I thought he was doing something stupid and terrible, I just told him that I... Looks to me like that's pretty stupid and terrible. Like there was no, I wasn't playing with him and I wasn't trying to impress him. And I talked to him for a long time. You know, you go into an institution sometime, you meet somebody with bureaucratic personality disorder and they decide <laughs> that the good thing to do that day is to just screw up your life with yeah, some yeah, idiot yeah, complication yeah. just because they can. It's my job. Right, right. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, I have to do this. And they're, they're playing their little power game because they're like Dostoevsky's underground man and they're resentful to the core. And so they're going to just screw around with you. Well, now and then someone would do that with him. And he'd say, I'm going to be your worst nightmare. <laughs> and then what he meant was, I'm now going to commit a sizable proportion of my life and all my intellectual prowess to making you as miserable as I can possibly imagine. And then he would go do that. Yeah, that's terrifying. Imagine a person focusing all of their will on hurting you. Lordy Lord. You know, and there was actually, Ooh. this is in, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Ooh, well, maybe right. it shouldn't be a bureaucratic nightmare. Well, right, right. Well, and then see that, well, and that was the weirdly admirable part, <laughs> right? It's like, you know, because typically what would happen in a situation like that is you'd go into the bank and you'd just swallow it and then yeah. you'd go out and, you know, go home and kick your dog and bitch at your wife because you didn't tell the bureaucrat to, you know, watch the hell out or something terrible is going to happen. Well, he was way on the other end of the distribution. It's like, don't muck with me. And he meant, he was an honor code guy. It's like, don't muck with me. And what he meant was, don't muck with me. Now, and he meant it. And there was something admirable about that, you know, even though he was a very dangerous person. And it's a person with frame, right? The frame is, should you choose to violate my boundaries? Well, I'm going to give you uh, the reaming you'll never forget effectively right he had taken it way too far but this is what i mean by complexity of the villain it's like well he had the courage no one could write a more interesting character in a book courage of his convictions let's put it that way you know and so when you see someone like andrew tate well first of all if you have any sense you think this is a guy that's actually crawled in the ring and the second thing you think is, well, just because his moral compass is warped and, and warped in a serious way on the like electronic pimp front. And like, I think in a fatal way, personally, that's the highest likelihood, because I don't think you can do that without it permeating everything. That doesn't mean that. Right. You can't do that without being an exploitative type person and exploiting everybody around you. I'm inclined to agree. And uh, what that means is that uh, the, the, the guy is uh, bathed in his own self-interest. Self but of course he is, right? It's, it's obvious to anyone that listens to him for more than five minutes that he's a narcissist. I mean, we know, we know this. It's, again, look at the DSM, 
look at the traits of narcissism and then tell me if he's got them or not, right? Doesn't mean he's all bad, but doesn't mean he's all good. That's for sure. You know, he's a two-dimensional villain, you know, or that there aren't things about him that are complex and interesting and potentially even admirable, you know? People are complicated, and, and even the villainous types are complicated. And it isn't surprising to me at all that he's an attractive figure, given the current, you know, war against masculinity. He's right. exactly the same. He's 100% predictable. He's exactly what you'd expect. Would, so, would you talk to him? You know, I pretty much talk to anybody. Interesting. Although the, the, problem, is that, uh, the problem is that I'm not sure Andrew wants that. Because Jordan is hyper-intelligent, right? So if you have a conversation with him, uh, you're not going to escape, right? Uh, You can't hide behind your moral... uh, You know, you can't hide behind the traditional arguments that you use, right? Because Jordan is expert at pulling them apart, right? I thought about, you know, whether or not that would be a good idea. For me, you know, generally, one of my primary driving forces is just curiosity. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I am a clinician. You know, I like talking to, I've talked to lots of, I've talked to lots of very strange people, you know, lots of them. And it's very interesting to do that because you're really wandering into no man's Uncharted waters. land. And that's perilous and ridiculously crazily interesting that's what i loved about part of what i loved about being a clinician like almost everybody is interesting enough to be a dostoevsky character if you start listening to them right and so just ordinary people if you listen to them they're ridiculously weird and interesting and then ridiculously complex yeah it's true absolutely true i sit down with dr jordan peterson to discuss his home country canada let's put canada on the psychiatrist's table. Let's diagnose Canadian society. Is it delusional? Is it paranoid? Is it stable? What is it? Blind. Indeed. That's hilarious. Manipulated. Yep. Led by... I th- Most countries in the West are, I would say. I think our leader, Trudeau, I don't think I've ever heard him say a true word. Oh, the irony of having a name like Trudeau. Okay, anyway. You know, and I'm not trying to be overly dramatic in that regard. I've met people in my clinical practice and otherwise who were temperamentally incapable of any gesture or any word that was actually genuine. And that's a consequence of long practice. I think he's at least... He's He's a practiced psychopathic liar? least narcissistic at minimum and i think he's enabled by the useful idiots of the liberal left and i actually think that's a very widespread problem and probably more typical of canada now than any other developed country much to our chagrin so there's a developing body of research on left-wing authoritarianism now the social psychologists who are a pretty woke bunch denied that left-wing authoritarianism existed Ah, okay. from the end of World War II until 2016. And when... What could go wrong with that kind of thinking? The first work on left-wing authoritarianism came out. Now, 
the way you study something like political belief is you take a large corpus of questions about political attitude, several hundred, let's say, and you subject them to a statistical analysis that tells you how they sort. And so imagine you're likely to agree with one question, then you're more likely to agree with another related question. If you disagree with the question, you're, there'll be related questions that you're likely to disagree with. Uh, a sophisticated computer program, it's kind of a primitive AI system, by the way, can sort those questions, and then you can tell if there's a clump of them. And at the time, 2016, the idea that there was such a thing as a politically correct corpus of beliefs was derided as a right-wing conspiracy. So, Ah, right. Yeah, what could, what could go wrong with that kind of thinking? It's basically a religion, right? I've, I've already talked about this. That the, the woke thing is, is basically a religion. Like, you have to agree with my, the tenets of my belief or you're an infidel and I'll destroy you, you know? It's the same way that a person, if you call out the religion, would attack you. So we decided to test that, and it was clear that you could identify a group of beliefs that were progressive, let's say, but then you could identify a variant of that that combined hypothetically progressive goals with authoritarianism, which was really the willingness to use fear and power and compulsion to force. So then there's an, there's an alliance, let's say, between compassion and force, and that makes you a left-wing authoritarian. Now, we looked at what predicted whether or not you would be a left-wing authoritarian. And we found that the biggest predictor was low verbal intelligence. Hilarious. So, if you're not able to reason properly, you're, you're more likely to, to call people an infidel, effectively. That's what it sounds like. Right, and it was a walloping predictor. It was more associated with left-wing authoritarianism than it was with academic performance. And those are basically the same thing, right? General cognitive ability and academic performance. So to find a relationship that was even more powerful was quite the shock. So when you ask yourself, how can people be clueless enough to buy the politically correct line? The answer is low verbal intelligence. Well, they're not very sophisticated verbally. And so, so they get manipulated easily. I see. So if you offer them a solution that's a one-stop fits-all solution... Ah. it's all power, then they buy that because it's a comprehensive explanation for the world. Right. Even though it destroys them. Okay. Lovely. Wonderful. Okay. Let's end the video there. Hit the like, hit the sub, hit all for notifications. Drop me a donation like Hunter M, Adrian Altoma, and Bobby. Shout out to you. Uh, go buy my books at bit.ly slash Helios Books. And uh, if you want some coaching... You can get it at theheliosblog at gmail.com. Just send me an email. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, especially to the end. I really do appreciate it. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you next time.